You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues, or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddock Blues podcast. This is Melinda, and I'm joined today with Jamie and Paul. How are we, lads? How are we doing? All right, thanks. All yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't all talk at once, Jesus. No, I was no, waiting for them. I think yeah. I, I, I wait for you. It's like the fucking Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> and you're waiting for uh, me. To me, to okay. you. Let's do it differently. Jamie, how you doing? Very well, thank you. Are you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, I took a little drink of water there. Water. Um, Paul, how you doing, my guy? I know you're a little bit sick, but how you feeling now? Yeah, I'm I'm sick, but I don't really tell anyone I'm sick when I'm sick, so but I'm all, apart from that, I'm all right. I'm, I'm actually getting better. I look forward to the weekend now. And uh, life is great when Everton win, isn't it? Everything seemed a lot easier this week. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my first kind of talking point here, really. It's so much, life is just so much easier when Everton win. I have probably had the best week. Like, I yes. mean, work's been crazy. Work's been so busy and it's been hectic. But um I've been in just a little bit of pep in my step, I guess you could say. I've been much happier. Um, people at work obviously know I'm an Evertonian. And they're like, oh, like what a win, you know, and all this stuff. And um, yeah, it's just, it's uh, it's nice. So how how do you guys kind of feel about that, Jamie? What, uh, what are your thoughts? How's this week been for you after that win? Yeah, the sun shines a lot more, doesn't it, on, on your day? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, think in ge- I think just in general, like you're even watching... You enjoy watching other football matches. You know, I think I've caught myself watching more football than I usually do because of yeah. Everton winning. Just because I'm, I'm sort of in that mood of enjoying football again until whenever they let us down. Hopefully they won't. Yeah. But no, honestly, it's, there's no better feeling. And that's why we're football fans. There's, act, there's, there's honestly no better feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul, how about you? How was that? I mean, how has your week been after that? Uh... Pretty incredible win from the lads. Yeah, I don't know if you know, like, but I am sick. No, but um, yeah, Paul, are you feeling a little, un- even yeah. under, little feeling a little under the weather? Maybe yeah. not been your hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my shifting work, I'm like the ever the, the resident Evertonian, and people look at me, and it hasn't been nice over the last few months, couple of years, really. And you're like trying to avoid people saying, "Please, please don't ask me questions about Everton." But this week, I'm like, "Come on." Let's have them all. Let's have all the questions. I'm happy to take them. It's uh, 
just everything just seems a lot easier. It does. I mean, it's only a game, but it, it affects your life, doesn't it? A lot. Yeah. So, oh, this yeah. week has been a lot easier. And like James just said, watching other football made up, not not thinking about what's what's going to happen to Everton. I know we're still in trouble, but it's been a really nice week to to be a yeah. blue like. And you, Absolutely. Melinda. Yeah, like I said, I mean, everyone knows I'm like the freaking spokesperson for um, that. Uh, everyone knows I have that mug that's got a will be Onana and Ganagay on it. So everyone on work knows that's my mug. Everyone knows that I'm like the biggest Evertonian going. And uh, win, lose, or draw, everyone knows it's, you know, I'm I'm just mad. Mad about Everton. Everyone knows that. But I work with a few people who support, uh, you know, different different teams and different leagues actually i've got uh one uh derby fan i work with and i've got city fan i work with and yeah and there's united obviously as well in there but uh yeah no everyone was buzzing for me because everyone knows how uh stressed i've been because of everton because they like ruined my life on the daily um but no it was a very how many times how many times have you watched that game back oh my god you know what (laughs) i watched it back I just like just oh Yeri Mina was so key in that match. Like I just I wish I could go back and if you were to say who's who ran in the match. I know I said Pickford and, and Dwight McNeil, but I do think Yeri Mina get has to get a special shout out because I was kind of watching him specifically. And there was this real, this TikTok going around uh Twitter as well, kind of like of his key moments and highlights. And he made he made some pretty boss, you know, move like just defending wise, he he was absolutely key. So shout yeah. out to Yerry Mina, King Yerold, all day, every day. Um, but yeah, you know, sort of speaking, speaking on that, then, you know, looking at that match again, just Deitch ball, man. Like how, how impressed were you guys sort of with the tactics against Brighton? Um, I know we don't normally dive too deep into that kind of stuff, but I think it's interesting to rewatch the match back and, you know, kind of look tactically into in, into certain parts of the match um it really is counter-attacking football at its finest so Paul I'll come to you sort of for your thoughts uh thoughts on this yeah I just when Sean Dyche came in I expected us to be hard to beat playing on a low block which you know so good of all the pressure and basically defending for most of the game and trying to hit teams on the break and I think if you look back on last Monday's game that was just Absolutely perfect. We just soaked up all the pressure, sat on the edge of our box and broke on them as quickly as we could. The difference is we where if Burnley didn't really have the players to be as effective on the counter, I think Everton after got players with pace like Alex Awobi. If Alex Awobi learns how to pass, which he did on Monday, I think he could be a devastating player. I really do. If he you know, yeah. if he can find that final ball like he did. So I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I was really impressed. I think yeah, he's had a, he's had a lot of doubters, Daish, and I'm one of them. To be honest, I'm a bit homing and ah, and whether he's the right man for the job. But that for me is that's that's Everton. That to me on Monday, I was I was happy to see it. Like definitely, yeah. I mean, Jamie, me and you had done a podcast as well, and I know we had brought up um, Sean Daish and just sort of seeing not not that we're turning against him. We we didn't say that per se, but it was more just like questioning him questioning his player choice and and you know things like that so I'll come to you for this question as well sort of um your thoughts sort of about tactics wise 
what worked, obviously it worked very, very well, but um, what you think sort of moving forward um, about, about Deitch, do you think he's someone that we should stick with um, if we stay up? You know, we have seen good and bad from fans, but then again, we have seen Deitch come out and say as well, you know, we can't get carried away. And players as well have ha- have come out and said, we can't get carried we cannot get carried away with this win. We do have to keep focused. You know, it's it's a great win and celebrate it and enjoy it. But at the same time, like we still have three very big cup finals to go. So it's it's I think that's that that's sort of a big focus. So what's your mindset on that? Do you think we should stick with Deitch if we stay up, or do you think the club should move in a different direction? Uh one hundred percent stick with Sean Deitch. Um if he keeps us up, he's anti. We we stuck with Frank Lampard possibly for too long. Um, that's hindsight now, but we've got to keep him. We're just chopping and changing managers for no reason. And uh, I just his tactics on Monday were perfect. He's sort of done what Everton, the way Everton have won this season. If you look at the wins that we've had, we've just stopped teams playing. That's we've done it with Leeds, we've done it with Arsenal at home, we've done it with Brentford at home. We've stopped teams playing their game. Um, Brighton want to pass the ball through, yeah, want to sort of. They're like a little man city, aren't they? Where they'll just try and pass through the lines and stuff. And he just stopped them. He just stopped them. And then they run out of ideas. And Dice is, people go, oh, it's just a big long ball tactic. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares if yeah. it's a big long ball tactic? I'm not bothered. No, the, the, the scoreline doesn't say Brighton won Everton five, five long balls, does it? So, no. Yeah. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I just want Everton to win football matches. And if he's, if, yeah, I, listen, I understand what Paul's saying and he's right to be questioned because some of his things that he's done are questionable. His Fulham tactics, no no subs at Leicester. We're, we've got every right as football fans to go, he got that wrong. I don't think there's yeah. people asking for him to be sacked or, you know, if there's people out there that don't want to see him towards the end of, after the next season. That's fine. That's their, that's their opinion. They're totally entitled to it. But I just think, as a football club, we'd be crazy. Especially if he stay up to go, thanks very much, mate. See you later. Because who's you going to get? Yeah. We've had them all. Up the upcoming manager, Frank Lampard, didn't work. The 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 master in Carlo Ancelotti didn't work. Well, it did work, but he just got off. And we've had yeah. everyone in between. So, yeah. I just think having I... Sean Dice is just, sorry, I mean, it's just a sign of where we are as a club. And I think people need to accept that. I think a lot of fans and you know, listen, we all want the best for Everton, we all want to move on. We all want to play like Man City, Real Madrid and stuff. But we're just not we're not there. We haven't got the players to do it. So you've got to play within your means and the personnel you've got available to you. And that is the way we should play. We we're not gonna go out and dominate the team for ninety minutes. We just haven't got the players to do it. So the message is to soak up as much pressure as you can and try and hit them on the break. And we did we executed the game plan perfectly on Monday. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, I think if we were to replace Deitch, if we stay up and then we were to replace him, I think that would be, I just think it would, I just don't, I it, it wouldn't feel right. It just would not feel right. I don't think. Um, I think it would throw a bit of a wrench into things and I think it would sort of do something to the momentum. I don't know exactly what, but I just, I just do not think it would feel right to do that. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think he deserves he deserves a chance no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And the situation kind of, be, yeah. 
that's what I'm trying to get at. I think he deserves the chance to start yeah. fresh, start, you know, with a new slate. Um, see, he's proven that he, that he can get his wins. And I think he's proven that he can get through to this squad. And um, I mean, looking at things, I mean, like we've always said we're not financial experts by any means, but I think looking at, it's not very good, is it? So I think we might be, this might be the squad that we're stuck with for a little bit. I don't know in terms of transfers, what is going to happen. None of us do. None of us can predict that, but he's proven that he can get what he needs to get out of the squad. Even when we didn't have Calvert-Lewin, you know, we have spoke about, you know, we needed to get wins and you guys need to do what you need to do, whether it's a scrappy one nil, or if it is a nil nil, we get a point, at least we're getting by. So he has proven that, you know, we are in a better situation than we were unfortunately with Frank Lampard, right? You know, it, it's mm-hmm. sad. We all wanted him to do well, but just didn't happen. Um, Can I just ask you a question? Sorry, and it's just coming yeah, to me now. Yeah. Um, I'll just obviously ask the periods, and if you want to put a Twitter poll up as well, but would you rather start next season, say we stay in the Premier League, with a Sean Dyche, who's been here for as many months as he has, or someone like a David, uh, like a David Ancelotti? Oh. Uh, if. Well, I can go first. So fit. He's so fit. I don't know what that, what's David Ancelotti done to deserve the Everton job. Absolutely nothing. He's the most nothing. handsome man ever. The fuck? I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that the club would probably want to go down the Graham Potter route. I think if you asked the director of any director of football, they'd look at someone like him and go, that's probably what the route we want to go down. But Sean Deitch's he falls into like this bit of a pigeonhole where people think he's just a firefighter, fights relegation, Sam Allardyce type. But he just he's had no money to spend in January. And as I say, I've I've got my reservations about him, but I think he deserves a proper crack at it in the summer, even if we go down, try and get us back up. But if we stay up, I think he deserves a go at it. And um, yeah, definitely. I mean, David Dancelotti, apart from being absolutely fifth, like Melinda said. Maybe in the future, but let him cut his teeth somewhere else and then come to Everton if he's done well somewhere else first. I just, yeah, I just don't get the thing with and the, the dice, though, because everyone sort of says, well, if we had him after the Bournemouth game or if we had him before the World Cup, we wouldn't be in this position. We'd be sitting 12th or 11th now. And it's like, well, if that's the case, why are, you trying, why are we trying to get rid of him at the end of the season? Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. this time next season... I just think, I just think it boils down to a, a lot of fans. There's a lot of our fans who, who want to see Everton playing out from the back, playing the type of football City and Arsenal and that too. And it's just it just doesn't suit this football club. The fans wouldn't accept that. You'd start screaming if Jordan Pickford and Tarkovsky and Mina are playing between the three of them, Pickle Adder Street will be having heart attacks every single person in there. <laughs> so it's it, it's in your face direct football. That's what it's effective. There's more than one way to skin a cat. You don't have to play this ticket attack of football all the time. You can play direct. Look at us on, on Monday. Not pretty to watch, is it? But I'll tell you what, it's exciting when it works. Yeah. So I just think that a lot yeah. of fans I just will not accept the fact that we are, let's be honest, a very mediocre football club at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're um a little bit away from the likes of is it Davide Ancelotti? Davide? Like David, how do you David, say David. his name? David? Okay, sorry, I'm being all getting called David. Yeah, it's David. No, it's too bougie for David. Um, yeah, I, I think we're a little bit of ways away from from that. Unfortunately, I just don't think. 
at the time at the at this time I, I just don't know if it would be the wisest choice but like you know we've all as Paul had said I, I think we all kind of agree that I think it's worth giving Deitch a, a proper go um but sort of looking at our current squad obviously um and as I'd mentioned earlier um on the pod Yeri Nina um I honestly think he's just got such a presence and such an influence on our squad when he's on the pitch off the pitch too he's just hilarious I think um but would you offer him a new contract um kind of what are your thoughts on this so Jamie I'll, I'll come to you first on this one I know it's a mm. bit of a bit of a tough one I know it's hard obviously because yeah. he is such a good footballer we've seen that on Monday and mm. the difference he makes in the teams is crazy mm-hmm. but how many games you get out of him are you going to give someone £120,000 a week for 10 games? No, if that. Yeah. Does he get, does, we've just been talking about Sean Dice and whether, you know, sticking with him. Does, does Sean Dice, Dice like him? You've got to ask, you know, you've got to think of that. Does he actually want him there? You've got, you know, you've got a uh, brain tweet coming back soon and he might be looking at him going, being made, yeah, the old mate. Well, yeah, well, he could be coming back going, well, I'm going to, yeah. I'm thinking more bringing him through. Godfrey, I know he's, people has been on the case, but he is an actual centre-half. Mm-hmm. Answer your question, would I offer Yeri Mina a deal? I'd offer him a one-year deal. Okay, that's fair. And it'd be pay-to-play. Yeah. Or play, pay-to-play, whatever it's called. Pay-as-you-play. Pay yeah, yeah. Pay-as-you-go, yeah. 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 What at uh what what about you, Paul? What are your thoughts? I, I mean, I know the lad is good. When he's like on form, he's brilliant. When he's fit, he's absolutely boss and he really does change the game for us. Um, but looking at how often he actually is in fitness, in prime fitness, is it worth the money? So would you, would you offer him a new contract? What what do you think? I think um It'd have to be heavily incentivized. What a word that is, by the way. Can wait to use that one all day. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, pay as you play. Basically, you get you give him like a a set wage, and if he does manage to play five games in the run, he gets a bonus or something like that. Yeah. But I think yeah, maybe a one year deal. But I think I do. I can see him leaving. I can see this being the end for Yeri Mina. To be honest, I think. Uh, yeah. I do like him as a player. I think as a mm. as a player, you cannot question his ability, but. I think well, I think he's played ninety nine games for Everton, hasn't he? I think he's been there five years. To be to be fair, I didn't even know we played that many. But yeah. no, you know, to answer to your question, I I would keep him on a like a page you play, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of question would for you? Would you, would you, would you keep yeah. him Yeah, I absolutely would. You know what? And it's exactly kind of you guys you guys nailed it i think that's the only option that we can really give him right whether he goes for it or not like i I think i think you've got a good point paul i i i he might go he probably will go if that's the only option that the club can give him you know he probably can get more better elsewhere just fair enough it's at the end of the day it's a business um it's a job right so but i would be it it would suck to see him go but um yeah, it's just, it's tough because he's just, he's so good. He's such a good player. He's really, really beneficial for us when he is fit, but it's just, it's the unreliability of 
the whole situation, right? You just can't, yeah. you just can't bank on it. I don't know what you're saying. Question- we say, sorry, we say all the time, don't be sorry that we're not financial experts. We don't really care, but I think financially the, the club will probably look at it if we are in as much of a mess as we think we are and probably think we can't afford to, to give him any sort of money. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can only go off of what, what we hear and what we're told and what's yeah. rumored, right? And then financially, we're in an absolute mess. And that's kind of the impression that we get. We're in so much debt. It's this, it's that. It's all bad, blah, blah, blah. So as much as we'd love to keep him, it might be beneficial for the club in the long run as a whole to be able to let go of certain high costs, right? So same kind of question in terms of Abdullah Decore. What do you guys think about him? So I believe his contract is to end. Is it the end of this? I think so. Yeah, I think he's got it. This Premier League, actually. Yeah, I think yeah, he's got it. Yeah. And there, he has come out and said a couple of things that have been a bit like, not really like, yes, I want to stay. And no, he's kind of all he's kind of said from what I've seen, anyways. He's focused on just keeping Everton in the Premier League. So I don't know if he's looking at that as like, yes, I'm going to stay this for the rest of this season and keep them up and then dust my hands. I'm done with this club and moving on because I think there was a bit of drama between him and and a previous manager um, because we did not see him play for quite some time when Frank Lampard was in charge. So I don't know if there's been a bit of hesitancy or any kind of pushback I don't really know because we obviously we only hear bits and parts of things, right? We don't actually know the full story of what's going on. We never really know what to believe in the media because it's the media. So take it with a fall of salt, as Jamie says. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally do not want to see Decore go anywhere. I would love to see him stay. I think he is developing into such a fantastic player. This season, the past, like the last few games, he's have just been absolutely unreal for us. He's been a key player for us. So it would be sad to see him go. Jamie, so I'll come to you for your thoughts on uh, on Decore. So floor is yours, lad. Go for it. Yeah, I think um, it's got to be down to Sean Dice. And I'm sorry to keep going back to him, but he's obviously likes him, doesn't he, as a player. As soon as you come in, he's yeah. come straight back into the team. He, you know, he's, he, as soon as his suspension had finished, stayed back into the team. And listen, if you'd have asked me... Uh, Seven o'clock on Monday, should I give the Corey <laughs> a, a, a new contract? That I said, give him the keys to probably more. But <laughs> no, you've got to look at it as a football club, and I think he deserves it. He does deserve a two-year deal. If he goes from now to the end of the season, carrying on the way he's playing, then yeah, he does deserve it. Not a lucrative like no way, like people say five-year contract and all that. That's just nonsense. I think we've got to be more savvy as a football club and say, well, you know. You're sort of getting on now a little bit and, um, you know, you could quite easily fall out with the manager or whatever it may be. So just keep people on two-year deals. Mm. And if it doesn't work, you know, you've got a year to get rid of them sort of thing. And yeah, But no, I, I would definitely, especially on performances right now, the way he's playing right now, I think he's earned at least another two years, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul, as well, so your thoughts about um, contract extensions or what you think should happen for Jacore? Yeah, I just think I would give him a new deal, me personally. But I think from his point of view, I think it's the same with Alex Awobi. They're just they're waiting to see what's what's happened. I think that's yeah. why you're getting this bit of these cryptic messages from them. I, I don't think they want to be championship players. 
so they don't want to sign a new deal now and be stuck in the championship. I think that's what it's all about. I think once it's all sorted and we know what division we're going to be in next season, if we stay up, I think he'll sign, personally. Yeah. But I would give him a new deal. I think he's a, an important player for us. As much as people want to tell you he's not, he actually he really is an important player for us at the moment. So, yeah. And you've got to have a squad. I know people say, get rid of them all. They've all, they've all let us down. You can't get rid of a lot of them. You can't do that. You just can't. As much as you want to, you can't do it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and sort of speaking of um, key, you know, important players for us. Oh my God, Dwight McNeil. I know we did go on about him quite a bit after the the match uh, against Brighton on on Monday on that pod, but I really just think ten year contract. Like absolutely, he's just been absolutely fantastic for us. I think um, sort of since Deitch has come in and him working under Deitch, and it's just been it's 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 been it's been a total change around, you know? So I just think definitely he is a very important player moving forward for this club. I think he really feels it now. He, he really gets what this means uh, to play for Everton football club. And um, I think, I think, you know, I, I don't really think he'd want to go anywhere. You know, I, I do think he'd, he'd want to stick around uh, at this club for, for a little bit. So I'll open up that discussion as well to you guys. So Jamie, I'll, I'll come to you on this one. On Dwight McNeil. Yeah, yeah. Any, uh, any I know we, we, we've already kind of discussed him, but just any sort of final thoughts that you have um, about him since sort of being under Deitch and just the complete kind of 180 that he's done. I'm just um, wondering if he's all right. If I, I was just wondering sure. if it's all right if I call me first son, Dwight, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Absolutely no, go for it. <laughs> no, listen, he's, he's been brilliant. There's no, you can't take that away from the lad. He's, he's been you know, we won the bleak test when Dice come fit, first come in, and we've all sat on this pod um, and given him a little bit of stick because he wasn't playing to what he is now. Dice come in, knows exactly what he do, what he can do, what he can't do, what he's good at, what he's not good at, and he's gone just go. He, I think he said that in his in his uh, post match interview. We sort of said to McNeil, just go and enjoy yourself, go and do what you're good at, carrying the ball. You know, getting the ball into the box, making things happen, and he, and it's working. He's he's been brilliant. That as I say, that performance against Brighton for me, I think I said that in the last one, but that's the best. That's the best individual performance I've seen since someone that we're actually going to get onto in a minute. Uh, since Hammers for me, he was just unplayable. I think he'd be still. I think he'd still be there now, running. Yeah, yeah, and. uh Paul as well, sort of your your thoughts about any other thoughts that you have about uh, Dwight McNeil since sort of Deitch has come in. Um, like I said, I know we, we discussed him previously, but um, I do think he is a very important player and someone that you definitely should hang on to. Um, so any any final thoughts that you have about Dwight McNeil? No, really just, it has just been a complete turnaround. It's nice to see, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think, again, it's horrible conversations. If we do go down, I think Dwight McNeil will be one of the players that sticks around. But it's nice to see. I wrote him off. I did completely. I just didn't see anything there. But, you know, it just shows you that if you just show a little bit of faith and it's his work rate for me. It's just like, it's off the scale. He just doesn't stop running all game. And, yeah, I'm really happy for the lads. Paul, can yeah. I ask you a question? No, we said, and we all have, we, we've, we wrote him off as well. But... Sean Dice got to take a lot of credit for Dwight McNeil in the way of we wrote him off because he was under Lampard and you know we were sort of suffocated with Lampard. He didn't 
didn't suit him. But I said to Melinda before, Dice should come in and was a bit like, um, he's just absolutely turned them round, doesn't he? One eighty, should think Dice has got to take a lot of credit for that as well, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He probably just knows how to utilize him, doesn't he? Knows how to play him, knows what to say to him to get him off the games, and he's. I think he's known him since he was about fifteen, sixteen. So he's like like working under your dad, isn't it? Your dad knows what to say to you and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely takes a lot of credit for that. Yeah. So you had just mentioned a very, very, very key player there, Jamie. Jamez Rodriguez. Oof. Oh. The absolute audacity that I never got to see this lad play in the flesh is just a crime. So, Deitch baby, bring home Rodriguez, please. <laughs> Honestly, God. There was a statement that had come out uh, a couple days ago, and um, I got I got Everton Twitter, I got Everton Twitter heated. I'll tell you that. So not only Everton, but a few other clubs as well. Was it uh, was ba- Crystal Palace and uh, Bournemouth? I think it was Bournemouth. That was the one. It was a B. I knew it, was, it started with a B. I didn't think it was Brighton, but Bournemouth. No. And they are all interested in Ames Rodriguez. Um, so. I mean, personally, Jamie, I am very, very, very excited about this. <laughs> oh. um, I A lot of people are saying they can't see it happening. I don't really think Jemez Rodriguez is a Deitch player per se. But you never know. He's been gone for a little while now and things yeah. can change, right? So you, ne- you never know. Um, I would love to see him back at the club. He is one of the most creative players I think this club has ever seen. Um, and I think that would bring back just a much needed creativity that this club needs. I, I think we need to start going in that direction because that's where a lot of football is heading now. Um, so yeah, Jamie, give me your thoughts about this. I, I can only sum it one way, really. When I seen that rumor, <laughs> I think I screamed like a fourteen-year-old girl at a high style concert. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and it was only a rumor. I just like I thought it's the dream. It's honestly the dream to to, to have him back. I, I, I don't think I've watched the football in an Everton shirt. Now people, listen, we haven't been blessed. We haven't been blessed with world-class footballers over the years. You can speak about Wayne Rooney and these type of players. But he, for me, was just a different level. It was something I've never seen before. Now yeah. people, again, people might look and go, what the hell? You know, he wasn't, he was that good. Mm-hmm. The things he do, I think, what's he doing? How's he, how's he just done that? I, I exactly. Just, Honestly, I, I don't think I'll ever forgive the club for letting him go. If you get him back, to forgive him. But for, if we don't, I don't think I think that'll always hang over me. The fact that they let him go, and I just I don't know. I just every time I see him, I just I'm like humour, and then I just I'm like that big starry eyes, and he's playing for <laughs> Olympiacos. And it's like, have you seen that me? Have you seen that meme? Um, so you're telling me there's a chance from Dummer and Dummer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, when his Olympiacos contract got terminated, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, wow. Yeah. literally. So the I, fir- I, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. The first thing I had said when I saw that, I was like, come home to mama. Come home to mama, baby. Like, let's go. Like, please. That would just be... Jamie, the stars are aligning. It's all too perfect. It's all too coincidental. Like... I'm not going to get my hopes up because literally this club does nothing right ever. Um, but no. it would be 
pretty freaking magical if we came full circle. Him, and could you imagine if he came back and then if Richarlison came back? I would die. Oh, you're trying to do to me? I would die. I would combust. I would combust. Do you know what? Oh, no, sorry, just a little quick one, actually. I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. You've just said then, it's right, you know, you're right in what you're saying that Thomas Rodriguez wouldn't be a, a natural Sean Dice player. He's not a runner, which he doesn't have to run, by the way, but that's a different story. But then you go on the other side, and Richardson's perfect for Sean Dice, isn't he? I 100% think that I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if we can stay up, and we hold on to Deitch, I think oh, I'd love to see him back at this club. I really would, you know. Yeah. Really, really would. What 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 do you think about that? Do you think do you, do you think it would work? Well, I'll just ask Paul actually. I'll just see Paul's because we were just saying there, Paul, about uh Hammers. And I know you're a, you were a big fan of Hammers, weren't you? Oh, huge fan of Hammers. I still got that good... Colombian shirt in me uh, in my wardrobe there that I have never worn with Hammers <laughs> number ten on the back. It's, uh, I told you the story, be? didn't I? We, yeah, Hammers Rodriguez, I got me ticket for the Wolves game and he got injured the night before. It's just like the most Everton thing ever. So I think we were all robbed of him, weren't we? And we, yeah. uh, people are like, well, you know, it's just, you can't go back and, you know, this, this is why the club is mediocre and all that. I don't give a shit. Listen, just sign the back for me and me alone. Just let me watch him once. I just want to see him playing for Everton once. That'll, that'll do for me. We've just said there, Melinda said that, and people obviously will rightly say this, he's not a Sean Dice player, he's not a runner, he won't run, you know, 10k in the game and stuff like that, but we can all agree, he doesn't have to run. But Melinda... Is player? Well, she was pulling on my heartstrings saying that if we get him back and then go and get Richarlison back. Oh, yeah. But Richarlison... Oh, Lukaku in as well. <laughs> and Della Ferry. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Gareth Barry get him back. But... Richarlison seems to me now looking looking at it as a Sean Dice player. I think he'd really do well under Sean Dice, even better than what he did. Yeah, Richarlison, he, it seems like he loves Everton, doesn't he, as well? So he, he's just teasing us every week, isn't he? Yeah. With his little love art and stuff like that for Everton. But it's, I think if Harry Kane was to leave Spurs, which I think is a big possibility, I think they'd probably give him another crack at it. Richarlison, but on loan, maybe. You never know. I'd definitely go back there. There's some people say you should never go back, but there is players you, you would go back for, and he's one of them, definitely. Yeah. 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 So looking uh sort of looking ahead now, um, there are some big games happening this this week. So we know we currently sit 16th in the table. Um oh no, sorry, we're 17th. Sorry, 17th, right? Because four is twats. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so some some key games happening this weekend. So on Saturday the thirteenth, Leeds play Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Up the mags. That's the only time I'll say that. Um, Aston Villa have Spurs, Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Palace versus Bournemouth, United versus Wolves, and Southampton versus Fulham. And then Sunday we obviously play City at home. Brentford play West Ham. Arsenal play Brighton. That should be a good game, actually. Yeah, and then Monday the fifteenth, Leicester play Liverpool. That's the only time I will say. Don't say it. Don't say it. Come on, you Reds! <laughs> Come on, you Reds! Come on, you Reds! <laughs> and then What's Thursday. <laughs> what, have you, what have we become? And then Thursday, Newcastle play Brighton. So some uh, really important fixtures 
coming up absolutely um but looking just specifically to us then of course kickoff time is two o'clock at goodison park we play manchester city at home obviously so would you guys consider this a free hit oh i'm gonna get a bit of um, a go on paul yeah i would i would yeah i mean and in terms of I think we're three points up on what we thought. If you looked at Brighton and City on paper and said, we're playing them next, so, unless you're a madman or a woman, we, we should lose both of them on paper. So we, we just had a cracking result there. I think it, our mindset going into that game as fans can be a little bit, we can enjoy the game a bit more than what we probably would have if we would have lost against Brighton. But listen, Man City are capable of absolutely wiping the floor with any team in world football. So... In terms of free hit, don't be fucking absolutely gutted if, if we do get battered by them. That's what I mean. But I think we can um, have a right good go with them, yeah. But I think it's a, yeah. Yeah, a free hit. Answer to your question, yeah, it's free hit. For me, yeah. Yeah, I think we just got to go all in, really. Balls deep, to be honest with you. I think we just got to go for it, <laughs> to be honest oh, with dear. you. <laughs> um, well, it's, well, it's, well, I mean, we have to. I, th- I, think, I think we have to. I mean, I think most of us are expecting to lose. Fair enough. They're the top of the table. They've got flipping 82 points like they're top top of the league so the best um, team in the world well let's obviously <laughs> i mean we we just sit here i mean i literally said i'm not gonna do this again next season everton can piss off i'm not doing this again but here i am like i really hope newcastle beat leeds and i really hope liverpool beat leicester like you know i, I hate the fact that we have to sit here and do that yeah, yeah. but it would be great if you know what let's Let's get into it. Let's do our lineups. Let's do our predictions. And then let's just see how we feel. So okay. who wants to go first, Jamie or Paul? I'll go first, but I just want to say whether about whether it being a free at all or not. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> no. I just, because Paul brought it up, and I just wanted to, uh, I don't think it, like I, I, Paul said it is, and I don't think it is personally is in the way of, I don't even go there and go, go ahead. Going, I don't. I know Paul. You're not saying this, but like, it doesn't matter if we get beat. But I just think. No, I'm not saying it doesn't matter if we get beat. I'm saying no, no, I mean we can approach the game a little bit differently. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is in like if you'd have looked at the last, now we beat Brighton in the way the manner we did. You can actually look at the Wolves and Bournemouth game and go, well, you know what? They're a lot more important than this City game. That's the way I'm looking at it. Do you know what I mean? And if you if that's the definition of a free hit, then yeah, to contradict myself, yeah, it's a free hit because that's the way I look. Now I'm more worried about what Wolves away and Bournemouth at home than I am at, against you know the two soon to be champions, possibly the travel winners. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I just, I just, I yeah. just, I don't know. I, I think. We just need to win. When we'll be when we win four 0 we'll be all right. I think well, if we win on Sunday, we stay up. I think if we get a point on yeah. Sunday, we stay up. So literally, that's what I was going to say. That's why I was like, let's just get into our predictions and our lineups. But basically, what I was going to say is, I would take a draw. Like if you were to like if yeah, you were, was... if you were to say to me right now, Melinda, if I were to give you a point, let's take the draw. I've like sold, <laughs> absolutely sold. So, but. I mean, I hate having that mindset because I'd love for us to get a win. But then again, I do think not to be like, oh, we're massive and like we're we're the fucking best. <laughs> but we are. Yeah, obviously. Like Dwight yeah. McNeil. We have Dwight McNeil. Okay. They won't, be, they won't want to come here, by the way. Let me just tell you no. that Man City will not want to come to Goodison Park. 
no, Goodison's going to be horrible on Sunday. Like it's going to be an absolutely insane atmosphere on Sunday. And that's a huge, that's a huge part in it. That's, that's a huge, huge role. Like I will never forget. I think it was, was it Declan Rice did an interview and they were like, what's the hardest ground to go to the toughest ground? And he was like, Goodison Park, 100% Goodison Park. Yeah. So I honestly do think we have to give ourselves a bit of credit. And I do think we, we, I, like I said, we, I think we have to go for the win. Absolutely. I think we try and go for a win. Don't play for a draw. Try and play for a win because we took, we took two points off of them at the Etihad. Etihad. Sorry. However you pronounce it. Paul's going to come for me now. The way I pronounced it. But like we got, we got a draw. And that's when we were like, we were in shambles at that point. We were in absolute shambles as a club. I don't think we knew how bad things actually were until now we can look back and go, Oh my God, that was really bad. And we got a point out of that. Right. So I do think now with the crowd backing them being away, you know, I'm sorry, them being city being away from home and us being at Goodison. I don't know. This is the thing about football. Football is very, very, very unpredictable. You I never know what's going to happen. I, I think as well. Sorry, I, I just, no, I was just going to say like that they will have one eye on Real Madrid. They will have one eye on Real Madrid yeah, through yeah, the week. It, that's in the balance, that game, in it. So Yeah, and yeah. they're all desperate to win. They've won the Premier League. I don't know if people go, well, it's professional. They'll just go one game at a time. If they feel a, if they feel a slight twinge or they'll feel a bit fatigued, they'll all want to play in that Real Madrid game because they all want to win the Champions League. Even Pep does. If you said to Pep now, beat Real Madrid or beat Everton, he's taking the Real Madrid game. The players coming in aren't, aren't going to be that bad. Oh, Adi Jamie, let's be no, honest. No, no, Foden, Mares, and that. Foden, Mares, Laporte, and all that. Alvarez. I just think, I just think tactically we can approach it exactly the same way as we approach Brighton. Bright, obviously, Man City are a lot better than Brighton, but they'll have a similar amount of possession. They've just got better players, but I think we can approach it tactically the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Even if it's even if if it's their like B team, Jamie, it's still gonna be no, no. It's gonna be a bit team. tough, but their B team's yeah. the second best team in the league. Even their yeah. C team, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're under twenty ones. The could still, league, they're under twenty yeah. ones. Could still kick our ass. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're under nine. They're under nines. <laughs> Would run circles around us, obviously, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. So. Let's sort of give our um, lineups then. What would you keep the same team? Would you make any changes? We sometimes do say we don't want to change a winning team, and I do. I do think tactically what we had down pat on Monday. Personally, I wouldn't make any changes. I would keep the exact same team for Sunday. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, don't change nothing. Yeah, um, and. Score prediction wise, then, as we always say, head and heart. So the man himself who came up with this, Jamie. <laughs> what's your head telling uh, you and what's your heart telling you? Me head, honestly, is saying 2 0 Manchester City. You've got to, haven't you? You know, you can't be sort of deluded about real. this type of stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. but my heart is saying 1 11. Donna McCarvin okay. living. Love it. Love to see it. Paul, what about you? My head is saying 3 0 City. My heart is saying 2 1 Everton. Okay. Calvert Lewin, Decore, 
Okay. All right. I like it. I like what it. What about you, Melinda? Ah, uh, oh. You're right. It's hard because you have to be realistic and you kind of have to take off like your little Everton hat, don't you, in a way, and sort of look at things statistically and be like, okay. Well. Yeah, I I think. Yeah, I am feeling a two-nil city, to be honest with you. I think they'll get one in the first half and then they'll and they'll get one in the second half. I do think Pickford was gonna make some pretty unreal saves, as he does on the regular, but I think there's only so much that the that the lad can do. So I I do think it'll be um I think it'll be two-nil city. But obviously my heart is saying, of course, um I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say three two Everton. Oh. Wow, what a game. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to say 3-2 Everton. I'm thinking that they're going to get one. We'll get one back. They'll get one in the second half. We'll get another one in the second half, and then we'll tie it. Sorry, then we'll so we'll it'll be it. tied, and, and, then, and then we'll get a third, yeah. and we'll win it. Yeah. I think Calvert-Lewin will be first to get the goal. Mm-hmm. I think the second goal will be... Oh, my king, love of my life, light of my world, Neil Mofe. Love you. Um, I think the second goal will be, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, James Tarkovsky, second goal. And then I think Calvert-Lewin will get a second to talk, to win it. Literally popped in my head. Don't know why. Very random. Might be a reason um, why. <laughs> so... Before we sort of wrap up the pod, um, there was something actually really, really special that I wanted to talk about. So we have had someone reach out to our podcast by the name of Chris O'Connor, um, and he has uh, just informed of this, us of this absolutely amazing thing that his son is doing. So he is um, attempting a, a world record attempt at Goodison in order to raise funds for uh, the Oliver King Foundation. So a little bit of background um, about this. So um, his son, Isaac, will lead a 12-strong group as they attempt to sit on as many of Goodison's near 40,000 seats as possible in support of the charity, which was set up following the passing of Evertonian of an Evertonian named Oliver in 2012. So Oliver, who was just at the very young age of 12, tragically suffered a sudden arrest arrhythmic death syndrome or SAD while taking part in a swimming race. Um, so this charity is set up to basically help raise funds to uh, have defibrillators set up in schools and other organizations across the UK, um, obviously to provide immediate access to a life-saving device for, for people who are in this situation. Um, Isaac is a very impressive young lad. He has already raised 12,000 pounds. I almost said $12,000 there, sorry. (laughs) 12,000 pounds um, for Alder Hay Children's Hospital by walking 24 miles from his home in St. Helens to Old Trafford in 2021 before completing the same route in reverse last year. What a lad. What a lad. How impressive is that? Um, so yeah, just, we, we just wanted to, we wanted to speak about this. I think it's a very, very important thing. I mean, my, me personally working in healthcare, even when I'm not in the hospital, of course, I come across medical emergencies when I'm not on duty. And um, 
there are certain things that a defibrillator would come in very useful, you know, certain situations when patients lost consciousness or they, they stopped breathing. And that's a very important piece of medical equipment. And I think that, that what this, what this lad is doing is just fantastic. So basically Isaac wanted to raise money to buy defibrillators after he saw as well, what happened to Christian Erickson at the Euros. It had really upset him. And that was a really hard thing for a lot of us to watch, you know, when that had happened, that was a very, very traumatizing and tragic thing. Um, He's met Christian Erickson a few times, which I think is brilliant. Um, so what we will do, uh, we will link um, in the description here about ways that you can check out more information about the Oliver King Foundation, um, ways that you can access the GoFundMe page as well, and their socials on their um, Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram as well. So I think that's just a really great thing that um, we can sort of spread the word about because that's just... The lad's 12 years old. Like, my hat goes off to him. How fantastic is that? Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bless him. Great way to to honor your friend. Well done. Well done, lads. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, at that age, that's a really tough thing to go through. So, for him to be able to sort of turn that around and, you know, use, use, um, like, you know, what happened to him for, for change and to bring, bring about change and, awareness of of these things and ways that you could potentially help save a life in the future by having something like a defibrillator I think I think is fantastic so well done Isaac um yeah. all Evertonians are completely behind you we think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant so yeah well done lad well done yeah fantastic and, uh, well done lads well, then, mate, yeah. keep going keep going absolutely so uh yeah so that is uh it for this episode of the pod uh, wish our very own Jamie, a happy birthday for Sunday. Uh, <gasps> oh, yeah! Thanks for being, uh, just thanks for being a part of this with us. And, uh, Thank you, mate. Yeah, happy birthday, mate. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yeah, so do I. Happy birthday. I was a bit gutter when that got released. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, dear Jamie, who's going to be old as fuck. Happy birthday to you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> when Paul said before, is it free it on Sunday? I was thinking in my head, Thank God we've got to this point. <laughs> oh no, Jamie, you're absolutely boss. We could not do this podcast without you, honestly. It's um well we met because this podcast, so yeah. you're just brilliant. You're you're a fantastic mate. We I just love doing these podcasts with you. It's it's I look forward to it every week. It's uh I think it's been really good for I mean, all of us really uh, mental health wise as well. <laughs> so morning Emerton is definitely not the easiest of tasks. So yeah. Hi, birthday lad, and we will have some. Jamie did. Thanks very much. Did the notes that I sent her to say nice things about you? Then she was reading off off like a list. Oh, oh, oh! It's okay. <laughs> um, one thing I want to tell you is Paul is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we were anyway. Um, <laughs> that came from the heart, Jamie. I know. I know. I know. I know. We know. Ah, uh, yeah, but um, no, yeah, no, much. But, yeah course lad of course and uh yes we will um be back with um uh reaction hopefully it's a another positive one um but if not we'll still bring you the content as we always do win lose or draw so thanks guys again for your time tonight and uh up the toffees up the toffees the toffees sports social podcast network